Hey everyone, welcome back to The Social Wildlife. I'm Josh Townsend. At its core, taking ownership means taking initiative and responsibility for your growth and success in life. While most people associate the word ownership with physical things like cars and houses, taking complete ownership of life means controlling what we can control and being fully accountable and responsible for those things. When I was released from prison, one of my priorities was stabilising my relationship with my partner. I had a different mindset, but I still had some really unhealthy behaviours and some unmet needs. In my relationship, physical intimacy was kind of highest on my list. Um, My love languages were physical touch was at the top, followed by quality time, um, and then words of affirmation and gifts and acts of service are pretty low on that list. That's changed quite a bit. I mean, it's now, I think, quality time would definitely be the highest for me. Um, My attachment style at the time was dismissive avoidant, um, which is an attachment model where we try not to rely on others or we try not to have others rely on us. Um, I'm leaning more towards secure attachment now, but I still have some dismissive avoidant traits for sure. In the relationship, I was definitely overlooking my circumstances and my needs, um, one of which was that I had a child. And that's not for everyone, but it is very important for me that my partner accepts that and wants to be involved in that part of my life. Um, I wanted a stable relationship with his mother and I needed my partner to have kind of similar interests. I wanted to, I wanted them to integrate with my family and my friends. I needed a much higher level of communication and empathy and understanding than I had And I needed her to be able to self-reflect, take accountability too. I thought this would be impossible considering the damage I had done prior to going to prison. But I tried regardless while also causing further damage with my extremely unhealthy ways of dealing with how I felt. I was with my partner of four years at the time. She had supported me through that year in prison and she'd only missed two out of 52 visits. She was extremely loyal, but she was very critical of me. Um, She was unwilling to take any responsibility in the relationship failures. Uh, I'm not sure if that was a universal thing for her or whether it was just with me, but it was very likely due to my behaviour. As things progressed, we had a lot of good times. We had good holidays in Queenstown and Bali. We went away for Christmas and New Year's with her family. Um, We were out for dinner often um, and things were really good. We even got engaged. So in the engagement, I booked a helicopter flight up to the top of a mountain in Queenstown. It's called Picnic on the Peak. And basically we flew up there and they gave us like a hamper with beer and wine and things. It was beautiful and it was such a nice spot to do it. It was a really beautiful moment and I am sad that 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 didn't work out. After that, conflict between us did start to escalate. We started to have verbal fights at night. Sometimes the neighbours could hear us. Uh, When we were living separately and fighting regularly, I was unhappy and I started seeking comfort outside of the relationship. So I was messaging other people. There was pressure applied on me when fears and anxiety were triggered in her. So as this progressed, our dynamic changed. I tried to take us to multiple counsellors. So um, I was told by my first counsellor that it was normally women that initiated counselling. Another counsellor said that she was very surprised we were still together. One even said that he was out of his depth and that he would need to call his supervisor. All the while, I was still seeking comfort outside the relationship. And although the counsellor told me that I was really good at taking ownership at the time, I was nowhere near honest with myself or my partner. I thought things were bad at this point, but I had no idea how much worse it could get. I would eventually be faced with two possible outcomes. Either continue the way things were, lying to myself and others, to end this feeling alone, 
broken and responsible for so much pain, or face up to my actions, needs and responsibilities, taking accountability for my decisions and to stop repeating the mistakes of the past. As time went on, we both became colder and bitter towards each other. I started spending more time alone. Um, This was a shock at first. But as time went on, I became more comfortable with it and I realised what it was that I needed from a partner. I explored new hobbies, I spent time with friends and I started reading and listening to podcasts on topics that I liked. When I reapproached the relationship, I tried to set boundaries around my needs. I recognised that I was unhappy but I was still very emotionally attached to her and I wanted to try and make it work. I tried to talk about topics I was interested in to see if we could talk about them and I realised that we were not interested in any of the same things. I told her I needed a higher level of intimacy and communication to feel content. I told her I needed her to be actively involved in my son's life and to make an effort with my family. I realise now that there was so much fundamentally missing from our relationship that we were just such different people and we just didn't see the world the same at all. Despite these realisations, I had still not taken ownership of my life, thoughts and behaviour. I was blaming it openly on these unmet needs. When we argued about my unhealthy actions and behaviours, I justified them by telling her that I wasn't feeling content, that all the things I desperately needed weren't happening, and that I didn't feel like she cared about how I felt at all. In reality, I was completely responsible for my behaviour, and I was blaming it on an external factor. Although I felt she wasn't contributing her 50% to the relationship, my half was nowhere near there either. Things would go from bad to much worse, but it was all starting to become more clear. Over the next two years, we would grow further apart. She held on to the relationship as it was, needing me to just start being honest and loyal to her. I had become colder and appreciated my own time more. I enjoyed living alone, and I looked forward to being alone in the evenings for the first time in my life. I still cared about her, and I wanted her to be happy, but was actively seeking an emotional connection, desperately wanting someone there that allowed me to feel heard, loved for who I was, and understood as a person. I was still open to reigniting things at any time, but effectively I had her on probation when we did, constantly waiting for her to show any lack of empathy or failure to connect on a deeper level. When any of these failures happened, I shut down and I just wanted time to myself again. All the while, I was still not taking accountability in my own life. I was actively seeking this connection from others, justifying my behaviour to myself. It was all based on my unmet needs and keeping it from her. There was a point where we had spent so much time apart that I felt she was becoming more comfortable on her own, which I wanted for her. I had told her that I wanted her to be happy on her own and to choose to be with me. If this happened, it would show me that she was choosing a healthy connection with me and not one out of codependency and from what I could see was just a painful, unhealthy comfort zone. At this point, I didn't consider us to be in a relationship and so I did make the decision to start dating. In hindsight, this was definitely premature for me. I was nowhere near emotionally ready, and I should have told her that this was my intention. Again, when she asked me over the following nine months or so, I wasn't honest with her about what I was doing, showing a complete lack of accountability. It wasn't until the end point nine months later that she asked, and I told her what I'd been doing. I had been dating multiple people and put myself in a position where I'd hurt a few of them through my lack of emotional commitment and honesty. She came back into my life committed to making things work, and this was a real shock for me. I slipped back into old habits, and even after telling her about all the people I'd spent time with, I didn't tell her that some of those situations were still ongoing. Remember I said I had two possible outcomes? Well, both happened. 
This ended in a serious public argument. I've never felt worse and like such a piece of shit. A week and a half earlier, I'd been brought to my knees in another significant life event. Now I was being held accountable because I hadn't taken the chance to do it for myself. Eventually you aren't given a choice. Our actions have consequences and they find you if you don't face them. I made the decision on that night to be completely honest with everyone important in my life about who I was, what I was doing and what I needed. I chose to face my problems and change who I was. Who I had been for years disgusted me. It had caused so much pain through hiding my behaviour, blaming it on external factors when it was me who needed to action the change. Despite feeling like a monster, the change in attitude meant it felt as if a weight had been lifted. I practised being more assertive and choosing to be better. I dealt with the negative emotions and pain associated with her moving on, the unresolved feelings of guilt which I still feel to this day, and the new opportunities I had in the future. I chose to communicate my feelings openly to the people in my life, making sure I was crystal clear on my boundaries, needs, actions, and responsibilities. I've always been solutions-focused, but I finally understood what was within my control and stopped blaming these external situations for my actions. These were my responsibility to change, and if I wanted to be happy and in control of my life, that needed to happen. We all have a very limited time here on Earth, and for that reason, time is our most valuable asset. None of us know how much time we have, so living a fake life spent blaming people and circumstances for our unhappiness and problems is the biggest waste of time and waste of life. We all get one shot at life, and without complete ownership, we fall short of being the person that we're meant to be. We continue chasing paths that will never lead us towards our full potential, and sometimes the ones that lead us away from our purpose. Ownership is important because it allows us to be the person we're meant to be, while also finding fulfillment and helping others through that purpose. Most of us feel overwhelmed with the fact that so much of life is outside our control. This can make taking ownership feel pointless. Once we stop making excuses, stop blaming others, and take ownership of everything in our lives, we take action to solve our problems. Other people may make decisions that negatively affect us, but we need to shift away from a victim mentality and make sure we understand what we can and cannot control. We need to set boundaries for others. That is our responsibility. Often taking ownership is something that we need to do when our lives aren't where we want them to be. It can mean that we are not actively making the changes we need to make to get where we want to be, and we will blame others in situations outside of our control for this, when really we can become the person we need to become at any point through simply taking ownership of our lives, decisions and outcomes. To be clear, taking ownership does not mean control of others in any form. It is okay to fail and it's okay to make mistakes. Nobody is perfect and as I've said in earlier episodes, making mistakes is the only way to learn and become better at being you. We need to accept our mistakes and move on. I'm only more comfortable with failing now because I've done it so many times in so many different ways. I've seen the results and even if short term I don't feel like I'm in a better position, it's usually much further down the track that the lesson becomes clear and I apply it to a new situation. It's so fulfilling when that happens. We need to actively look for blaming and complaining behaviours in ourselves. These are often automatic responses. We just need to slow down, take the time to think, and if it turns out you decide they are at fault, you can always blame them tomorrow. Complaining is reactive, passive, and reinforces the victim mentality. When I catch myself complaining, I stop and I ask myself, what's the bigger picture here? What can I learn from this? What can I control and change this time or next? When something becomes important enough to us, we will find a solution and we'll change the behaviour. Ask yourself why this feeling is bad but not bad enough to make a change. What are you getting out of it if you don't make the change? Are there things I can control that I'm choosing not to do? What are the repercussions of changing who I am and how I handle this situation? And are those repercussions healthy 
Are they supported by the people I respect and love? Would these people be proud of me for making the change or would it affect them negatively and why? When I'm facing situations that seem out of my control, I'll write down as much as I can about how I'm feeling in my notes app on my phone. I let go of logic and I look at all possible options for solving the problem. Often the solution is in there and it's something I'm not willing to face. If it feels too hard or like the repercussions will be scary or unsafe, this puts it down in front of me instead of leaving it in amongst all the chaos in my head. If you try this, when you're done, you'll realise you've begun to take control and ownership of the situation. You will have taken steps to become the person that you want to be. When we aren't taking ownership, we fall into the trap of telling ourselves, I don't have a choice. Even when we don't actively choose, we're choosing by default. By acknowledging our options, we take on personal responsibility and our decision making becomes conscious rather than on autopilot. If we reframe our thoughts to be active, we begin to take personal responsibility in life. If I've had a full-on day and I feel too tired to go to the gym, for example, I make the choice not to go, rather than blaming external factors saying, oh, I'm too tired. That's blaming circumstances. Saying, I'm choosing not to go is intentional, and it will help you decide if your reasons are valid or an excuse. I hold myself accountable to others. If I make a commitment to something, I honour it, even if my circumstances have changed. I've said in previous episodes that I hate owing people anything. That's probably that dismissive avoidance style. But there has been many times in my life where I've made financial commitments to someone, saying I'd pay them for work or help with things. Sometimes that person follows through much later than I expected, and my financial situation has changed. Despite not being able to justify the expense at the time, because I said I would, I follow through. We need to take 100% of the responsibility for our thoughts, behaviours and lives. This means being honest with what we think, feel and do and why. It's as simple as acknowledging that we have choices and we are constantly making them. How we view the world and our ability to influence our own circumstances is governed by a psychological concept called the locus of control. This is either internal or external. If you have an internal locus of control, you have higher levels of personal responsibility you're more likely to take ownership of your decisions, you hold yourself accountable for your actions, you work hard for the things you want, and act in accordance with what's important to you. Generally, people who have this have better health, uh, lower stress levels, and you'll be less likely to be overweight. You're also more likely to achieve your goals. You'd have more confidence and self-esteem, be happier, and enjoy a more rewarding life. On the other hand, if you have an external locus of control, you tend to blame external factors for your circumstances. You see other people or things as reasons for not achieving your own goals. You're more likely to be influenced by other people, feel caught up in the flow of life, and feel powerless to change. You may also feel hopeless when faced with difficult choices or situations. You're also more likely to suffer from preventable health issues, lead a passive lifestyle, and be more prone to anxiety and stress. You tend to feel unsure about yourself and your abilities, and you're less likely to strive for the things you want in life. Clearly, having an internal locus of control helps us lead a more engaged, fulfilling, and proactive life. But if you identify with having an external locus of control, there are ways to retrain your mind and develop a stronger sense of ownership for your life. This means making a conscious choice to change, being willing to get uncomfortable and taking steps to create an identity of self-responsibility and accountability. I know what it's like, trust me, I, we never want to feel bad about ourselves, but when we're facing these thoughts, behaviours and decisions, it's much easier to put the responsibility on these external factors rather than making a choice that can lead to a potential failure or uncomfortable emotions. Often we believe that the situation is more likely to have a negative outcome so we overlook the potential positives and all the growth that can come with it. You might notice when you're making excuses, it might sound like, I only messaged her because you were liking that guy's photos. Um, I can't leave him because I don't know what he'll do. Sorry, I would have helped you, but I had to work. 
We are deflecting because it's easier to blame our actions on these reasons rather than acknowledging we made the decisions on how to deal with the situation. Telling the truth is so simple and so liberating. It doesn't mean we won't face consequences for our behaviour, but it does mean we don't carry around the guilt of being dishonest. We can't know ourselves if we're not being honest. We're also far more likely to repeat harmful behaviours. As we explore what we're doing, we can move on to understanding why we're doing things. Opening up in this way means accepting your faults. Whether we like it or not, we are accountable for our actions. We will behave in ways that are harmful to ourselves and others. It's unavoidable as a human being. We might as well accept it and try and understand and grow from it. It can help to focus on the facts of the situation rather than the emotions behind it when taking responsibility. Ownership without self-blame might look something like, yeah, I did that, and now I see that was the outcome of the behaviour. What am I going to do next? Taking accountability isn't the same as beating yourself up, and it helps you move forward. In compassion, there is no room for blame or judgment. When you have compassion for yourself, you realise that you acted from the level of consciousness that you had at the time. If you want to change the level of compassion, look at where you were before you reached that level, and notice that you grew. Accept that you're always growing, developing, and that the process isn't always straightforward. We might think that we're being kind to ourselves by avoiding being honest and taking ownership for our own thoughts, actions, and lives but we're actually telling ourselves we don't trust in our resilience or ability to handle the truth. When we don't see ourselves as capable, we're just fucking ourselves over. We're not as fragile as we think we are. For example, if you stayed in an emotionally abusive relationship for years, you might want to put all the blame on your partner rather than take the ownership for your part. This does not mean their abusive behavior was your fault, because it wasn't. But noticing your part in it will empower you to make different choices in the future instead of allowing the cycle to continue. You might ask yourself why you stayed. Was it because of financial stability or because you loved them? Because you're afraid to leave or afraid to be alone? When you have that freedom, you can act. In the case of an abusive relationship, you can ask yourself, do I want to be with someone who can't look at themselves, who says I'm the only problem? Do I want to be with someone who screams at me and locks me in the bedroom? Do I want to be with someone controlling, who breaks my things, uses me, or doesn't actually care about how I feel? You can choose what to do next because you know you have ownership of your thoughts and actions. Getting honest is often uncomfortable, but it's empowering when you realize you always have a choice. Until we take ownership, we're not free. We're being avoidant, and we're letting external factors determine what we feel, think, and do. I can speak about this all I like, and by far I have not mastered this. Taking ownership in life fluctuates, and at times the bad habits and blame, excuses, and everything else will creep in. Sometimes we won't even be aware we are doing it until well after it's happened. The important part is that we are aware of it, and when we do fall short, we hold ourselves responsible and we get back on the right path. Just remember, be clear on the person that you want to become. Think about what makes you feel most alive. Understand what is in your control, that's your effort and attitude, and what is not in your control, that's everything else. Stop blaming people and circumstances. Respond with intention rather than reacting to the world. Don't talk about problems without a focus on solutions. Complaining is not part of taking ownership. Always be accountable for everything within your control. Break the habit of making excuses and always be honest. Surround yourself with people and things that bring out the best in you. And choose hard things and do hard things. Growth does not happen without discomfort. It is when you take responsibility for your life that you discover how powerful you truly are. Alright, that's all I've got for you guys today. Remember to be kind to yourself. Remember to share, subscribe, tag if you like this podcast. I'm on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. If you have any feedback, questions, as usual, send them through. You can send them through as comments, message me or email me. You can find these podcasts on Spotify, Apple, Amazon and other leading podcast providers. 
Have a good weekend, guys. I'll see you guys next time.